Diamond Rings, an open challenge by John Moxley and MJF on the mic. This may have been one of the most action-packed episodes yet. Buckle up, guys. It's going to be a good one. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> oh. What is up, guys? We're back for another episode of AEW Dynamite. We're missing a team member tonight. Shout out to Jack. But we have everything we need right here, don't we? I have all the way on my far right. He's a wrestling extraordinaire. <laughs> Some may say an aficionado oh. of sorts. Maybe even the human encyclopedia? Okay. That's a big word. Yeah. Let's have a warm intro for Mr. Roger Crowe. <laughs> I don't have the same wrestling voice as Jack. We don't need Jack anymore. It's okay. We're good. We're good. Get out of here, Jack. And we have right next door another wrestling aficionado, super into the indie scene, a true SoCal, wow, SoCal girl at heart, Anissa This is a good show. (laughs) And I guess I'll introduce myself too, why not? I'm Jessica O'Connor, and we have so, oh, oh. (laughs) And how could I forget Josh in the booth? Uh, What's up, party people? How we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I forget. I gotta do the err from now on. That's that's your signature move. I mean, I'm like, for all instances, I'm kind of like Bane right now. I'm just like, err. Copyrighted. Well, guys, I mean, where do we even start? This was... So much. I actually asked several times, is this only a two-hour show? There was action pack. What are your guys' overall thoughts? This is too much, man. Like, I'm overwhelmed. I got, I got stuff to do. Like, this is way too much. I'm like, okay, this is going to be the top thing we're going to discuss on the show. Never mind. Scratch that. Starting all over. Yeah, no that, kidding. The, the whole show felt that way. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I feel that because they didn't have AEW Dark. Um this week, I think they just filled it all up in one, in uh, in a way. And I, f- in a way, I felt there wasn't a lot of stuff bundled up, but it's just a lot of stuff that I think we need to see be- to, because of AEW Dynamite was Saturday. So I feel like they're trying to catch up on for tonight's show. That's right, AEW full gear. Full gear. Uh, uh- and external shockwave on the comments is telling us AEW surpasses NXT yet again. Ooh, he said Boom. it, not me. Another good week. <laughs> Shots fired. But, but coming off of full gear, you know, their pay-per-view, there's been so much build-up. This could have easily been a week for them to coast by, you know. Mm-hmm. They really did, I think, give the people what they wanted. By the way, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, Anissa and Roger did do a full gear recap episode. So if you're still wondering why we aren't talking about that, it's because we already have. So feel free to check that out. But Good stuff. What I mean... This could have been the time for them to coast by, but no. They really they really brought it. They needed the rest. I mean, yeah. I, like I was like, why is Jericho wrestling? Why like rest? Like they no, had they no had such an, thing, I guess. I guess. Uh, well, I mean, they kind of did. I mean, the pay-per-view was Saturday and they had Wednesday. <laughs> That's so enough she's of like, a rest. okay, they got <laughs> a night's sleep. They're fine. Move on. Okay. It's just a boo-boo. <laughs> all right. Life of a wrestler. So, I think speaking of full gear and all that craziness, <laughs> let's just start off with MJF versus Chris Jericho on the mic. They had an 
asshole chant going on. <laughs> Let's wow. start with that. Yeah. I mean, they were cutting MJF no slack. The people hate him. And he, I think, was eating it up. He went into this um, kind of monologue about how Cody is just like the worst. And he's a terrible mentor. He's in it for himself. He hates the fans. Do we believe that? No. What What really kind of annoyed me with this promo he did was saying that he is the fastest rising star um that is not true within AEW <laughs> and elite and what we've known because flip gordon was the fastest rising star within the elite family there's a lot of shots fired today grew up because you know if you followed these guys through YouTube and they're first all out, you would understand who I'm talking about and all that fun stuff. So MJF is, um, I think they see something in him. So they said, okay, you're the second guy that we're going to, you know, make you a star. And he's already a star himself, but I think what he did at AEW's pay-per-view um, was a good good idea because he was getting cheered a lot and he needs yeah. to be booed. And, Roger, there was a moment where they kind of went back and forth about, do you want to be in their inner circle? Do you want me to be in their circle? And I, I feel like neither of them wanted to lean into it. What, what are your thoughts? Do you think MJF belongs in the inner circle? No, of course not. I, I am impressed with this. She sells seashells by the seashore. Oh, and uh, crisscross Cross, Chris applesauce. Crisscross Cross applesauce. <laughs> They had, like, a, a stepbrothers kind of moment, too, when they looked at each other and they were like, who do you think's the worst guy in AEW? One, two, three. Cody! Cody I, I feel like MJF was born for this. Yeah. I feel like as a baby, he was probably like, no, mama, I'm not having it. I feel like he probably tossed his applesauce anytime he was giving food. <laughs> like, I think this is the type of guy he is. I feel like even if you're friends with him, you can never trust him. And I, I think this is him. We get to see the true MJF. So this is it. He's heel now. Full heel. But this maybe on yeah. his own. You don't think he's necessarily part or should be a part of the inner circle. I, I don't think so. I mean, he was just complaining about Cody overshadowing him. I don't think this guy wants anyone overshadowing so him. So you think I, maybe he's coming for Jericho's throne? Of he's trying he to be is. maybe the leader of his own subgroup? I feel like this guy's strategy is to befriend people and then betray those people. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Good strategy. He's a full-on frenemy, I guess. A frenemy. <laughs> right? The frenemy of wrestling. The frenemy of my frenemy is my frenemy. MJF. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. There's just so much we have to cover, so I'm going to move it right along. Let's talk about a little tag team action. Jurassic Express versus Dark Order. <laughs> I need my tag team music. So what did you guys think about this match, Anissa? Uh, I enjoyed it. This, to me, feels like a storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, organically. Okay. Um, you know, we. Ne- I feel, I believe this is the Jurassic Express's AEW like TV debut. Mm-hmm. Because we did, he- I mean, I could be wrong. Someone in the chat, please uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But um, Luchasaurus, we haven't seen him because he was injured for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys, do you think that Jurassic Express poses more of a threat now that Luchasaurus is back? I think Luchasaurus is a scary fella. 
again, I know the dinosaurs went extinct, so just knowing that, <laughs> like seeing a dinosaur, he came back from full on he extinction. He came back from that. So Not even the dead. Exact extinction. <laughs> extinction. So if you could come back from that, you could come back from anything. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Scientifically, yeah. you are correct. I am a Juris Doctor. No, but I, I did enjoy... <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I totally enjoyed uh, this match, but at the end of the match where they said, hey, you know, come join us. And they're like, no, we we started our own group. I mean, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, they've known each other. I mean, Luchasaurus has known Jungle Boy since he was 12. Yeah, you were saying they have a long they like, history. They have a long history. It's <laughs> like Tarzan. And, um, he raised Jungle Boy from when he was just a young jungle lad. Yeah, and then, you know, my favorite part was when Marco Stunt flipped off the creepers. That was so yes. funny. That was great. So do we think that this win was deserved for the Dark Order? I feel like they finally got this win. Maybe this was the time this the fans the time. would finally get behind them. <laughs> And it, it still didn't feel that way. I mean, not for me. Did it? Did you guys, like, are the Dark Order any more endearing to you? They're more endearing to me week by week, but that's just my own personal issues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's something I need to work on within myself. On. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think... Wait, so what is it about the Dark Order? Is it the creepers? Is it their makeup? Is it their wrestling style? What is it about them that you're into? I feel like they keep breeding more creepers and so <laughs> they're growing they're growing they tried to even expand within Jurassic exactly Express. so they're trying they're trying and they had they had a great night and then it all went to hell so i'm i'm i want them to rise up from whatever ashes are in now <laughs> <laughs> what about you anisa dark order you're still like and eh. uh, i mean not doing it for you. <laughs> yeah i would like to see um a little bit more mike from from them a little bit more mike uh, promos you know, for them. Um, do I think that they need to do the mics? No, not really. But it'd be nice to see to hear them. You know, talk here and there. Um, I think the creepers are doing really well. Um, I just feel that a lot of us just need to see more of them because I feel that they're heel but not super heel. Uh, Donna Q in the comments said the Dark Order seems sexual and weird. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> with that whip crack. Josh maybe is that, just too I, quick. Maybe that's what we need. We need whips. Whips. We need whips. But then that that would be like abuse type of thing. If, I mean, I'm <laughs> we thinking don't we might creepers. have to get a trigger warning I'm just for saying, that one. I'm just saying because everyone's so sensitive these days. So we, we don't abuse our creepers around here. We are an abuse-free <laughs> show, guys. I can verify that. However, we do love AfterBuzz so much. Anissa, can you take it away? Yeah. Um, thank you all for tuning in and listening through iTunes or any other podcast services. And if you're watching, of course, on YouTube, thank you. Everyone in the chat, thank you so much for tuning in every single week. Thank you to... We got Joseph Boza, who's always in the chat. We have Dang MQ, that's always in the chat. We got Shockwave, uh, Dylan Matthews, who does our funny gifts on social media. <laughs> Thanks for that. And everyone else, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us five stars. And also give those comments down below. We love to hear your thoughts. And we want to pretty much interact with you guys. So leave down a comment on YouTube, iTunes, and you can hear us anytime you want because we are the AEW After Show, the first and only oh. AEW After Show podcast. Whoa, whoa. What? First whoa. and only. First and only. And just follow us on all social media sites as well. 
Yeah, guys, you can't get enough of us, right? <laughs> you need to follow us on all platforms. You need to dream about us when you go to sleep at night. It needs to be, yeah, like on that level. Let's yeah. get weird with it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh. oh. A little dreamy the, a- <laughs> intro interlude there. The sound effects are just are just too good. Shout out Josh in the booth. Woo-hoo. All right, God, there was just so much. Yes, we're really gonna have to boom, boom, boom tonight. So let's talk a little bit about what was supposed to be a triple threat match, but there was some twists and some turns. We had <laughs> Sean Spears versus Peter Avalon versus Darby Allen. How do you feel about these three together in the ring, Anissa? I thought this was so random. Random? You know, <laughs> yeah. all different styles. Sean Spears, I'm still trying to understand um, his style, let alone gimmick. Yeah. I mean, he's the chair master. He's or the chairman. Chair chairman. The chairman. But he hasn't used the <laughs> chair just by sitting on it. He's just gonna come out get... with some crazy chair trick and exactly. like change the world. I hope so because like, spin it on one Ooh. finger and then flick it or something. I hope so because just hitting <laughs> Cody Rhodes with one chair shot doesn't make you the chair master. Chair man, master. he's not the chair master. That's so for sure. So you feel like maybe he hasn't fully stepped into his own yet? No, because I think he needs to use the chair in order to call himself <laughs> that. You're gonna be the chairman. Use the chair, just like Peter Adelon. I mean, he you know he's a librarian. He's telling everyone to shush. Fair point. You know? That's a fair point. And then we have Darby Allen. Does Darby even really need a gimmick, or is his gimmick just who he is? It's who Roger. he is. What do you think? <laughs> Darby Allen is Darby Allen. Like, he doesn't need a chair or a librarian. No. No. He knows who he is, and I think it showed. I mean, he's the guy that had the advantage out there. You could tell that he was in control of the whole match. So while these guys are worried about their own, they have their own insecurities, they have their own issues, and that allows them to not concentrate in the ring as much as Darby Allen, and that's how Darby Allen Allen comes out with victories like this. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Darby, you know, with this victory, what did you guys think of his finisher? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, why like not? anything special? Or do you think this was just like, it made sense for him? It made sense for him because he's, you know, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And in my, you know, I think he's the only wrestler that does the casket throne. Yeah. You know, and... By the way, AEW, sign his wife, Priscilla Kelly. I would love to see her on AEW. Oh, Extreme Shockwave. External Shockwave is telling us uh, LaParka used to be the chairman in WCW, and he only used it when he had to. So just because you're the chairman doesn't mean you have to use a chair all the time. Well, I could also, I could understand that argument, too, because then maybe if you're the chairman all the time, everyone's expecting it. Right. (laughs) You know, they're like, oh, God, here it comes. The element of surprise is gone. (laughs) The chair again. (laughs) But there is definitely something to be said about that, too, with, you know, sometimes the signature moves getting a little tired Mm -hmm. if it's the same thing week after week after week. It's just so weird how much focus he puts on his chair. Like, Yeah, maybe he could just lean into something else. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, I personally felt like this match was a little, um, a little rushed, maybe even a little sloppy, because then we had, you know, Joey Janela come out and chase after, um, Sean Spears, and it just felt a little, like, maybe chaotic is the right word. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't really get super invested into this match, personally. Mm -hmm. Though I do think Darby Allin benefits in those type of situations. Again, we've seen him in hardcore matches, we've seen him go against Chris Jericho, and I think, you know... Whenever things do get sloppy, I think Darby Allen finds a way to come out of it on yeah. top. So I was happy for him. Yeah, yeah, I was happy for him too. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a Darby Allen fan. 
All right. So I guess we can jump into the women's division. Yeah. There was a lot kind of going on here as well. So let's talk about uh, maybe the quickest match of the night. If you blinked, you missed it, <laughs> which was Nyla Rose versus Danny Jordan. Anissa, how do you feel about both these ladies individually? You know, I wish uh, they would explain a little bit more with Danny because um, a lot of fans probably just don't know who she is, and they've I, done that. I personally was a little like, who Confused. is this girl? Exactly. Yeah. You know, they did this in the beginning of, you know, the show. They didn't really ha- introduce them. Justin Robertson introduced them, I guess. Um, it just straight up into the match. Um, I thought this was okay. Um, I feel that Nyla Rose, I know we're going to get to this in a second, but I feel like Nyla Rose is going to be the last person Awesome Kong is going to be touching and cutting Ooh. her hair. Um, but so you're foreseeing an Awesome Kong versus Nyla the Rose. The last string of hair, huh? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much hair are we going to go through before we get <laughs> there? I was thinking maybe a full like multicolor weave. Ooh, <laughs> just like everyone's all together. I, I think that would be really fun. That would be nice. Or like a wig of Sorts, that would look really tough. We pull it out for next year's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. why not? Roger, what, what do you think? Are you invested in either of these girls, Nyla or Danny? Yeah, I think Nyla Rose proved herself, you know, in the beginning stages of AEW. And I think, you know, she's kind of gone under the radar a bit. But again, I think the women's division has grown a lot since, you know, just a few months ago. So I think Nyla Rose is definitely in contention to eventually move up to be the number one contender. I was just going to say, do you think either of these girls have superstar potential or are they more just wrestlers that fill time, for lack of a better word. Personally, Nyla Rose is star potential. Like, right the first time I ever saw her, I'm like, that's going to be a star. Mm -hmm. Especially in women's wrestling. Joseph Boza is telling us, I still think Brandi Rhodes wants to be AEW Women's Champion. So there's a potential that Brandi Rhodes throws herself into all this and takes the title. Do you guys feel like Brandi Rhodes has, like, exuded that energy yet? I feel like she's kind of... Let's let's just talk about that right now then. Let's just jump <laughs> yeah. into the whole Brandy Rhodes Awesome Kong versus Allie. So Allie's out here, you know, hyping herself up. Yes, Nashville. <laughs> Let's go and Nashville. Then, and then, yeah, shout out Nashville, I guess. <laughs> and they were not having it. They ripped her down. They cut it. I don't even know the word for that. Like, what is this? What is this? Is there a word for that? Emotion? <laughs> emotion. That horror-esque it's, emotion? It's horror-esque, definitely. Yeah. So they, they took a... Which I'd like to... Anissa, you, <laughs> I think, called this a little bit. You said that there was some supernatural element to this Awesome Kong Brandy Rhodes uh, pair... And do you think maybe this is... You originally said maybe there's some kind of voodoo going on. Do you think yes. they're grabbing the hair for, like, a voodoo doll? Or what is... What's the significance of the hair? I, that, yeah. I, I I do believe that Nyla... Nyla. Awesome Kong will eventually take everyone's hair and just put it into one. I feel that they're either going to make a voodoo doll out of every single hair, like how Barbie is, how, like, Barbie has their hair. I feel like they're going to make a voodoo doll, and every single woman that they cut their hair off, they're going to put the hair on the voodoo doll. Good on Lord. On every single Good voodoo Lord. doll. But then, okay. <laughs> and they have their name, like, you know, Nyla, like, Allie, her own voodoo doll, her own hair. This is terrifying. Oh, okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. I was picturing a voodoo doll with, like, 12 different uh, shades giant. and textures. No, I was okay. thinking of, like... 
individual Allie, dolls. Yeah, every individual doll has. So they have some creepy dollhouse backstage, <laughs> and they're just putting on hair one by one. By the way, um, Af- yeah. Afterbus has like a creepy. We have creature. one in the back. Yeah. <laughs> right as you enter the door, that's kind of what I'm imagining. Is Wait, happen so here. Roger, what do you think? Let's let's <laughs> let's lean into this theory. Let's say they're starting some kind of voodoo doll collection. What what is that building up to? That's the question. Like, if Brandy Rhodes is the brain behind this, then what's the overall goal? Right. So is this leading up to, like, a, a, a title? Is this leading up to a pay-per-view? What do you what do you think? It's definitely not for... I mean, the CMA Awards are in Nashville, and Brandy doesn't seem interested in that. So she's obviously going towards something <laughs> re- <laughs> she's related. She's not there for Jason Aldean. Let's get one thing straight. Let's get that straight. So... There has to be an ulterior motive that we just haven't figured out yet. She might even be playing Awesome Kong herself. Like, Awesome Kong might be the most... Yeah, great point. Yeah, Awesome Kong might actually be the biggest threat to all of the women's division, and this is Brandy Rhodes' way of controlling her. Yeah, that's what that's where I'm a little confused. You know, why would Brandy, if she wants to be the champion, take on a partner so closely? I feel like, again, we're back to frenemies. I feel like this episode was about frenemies. Could Brandy be the MJF <laughs> of the women's uh, division? Uh, I'm just saying, it's possible. <laughs> the plot thickens. Donna, uh, Donna, I believe that's your name. Sorry. My, I'm going uh, with Donna Koo. Donna Koo. Um, she uh, mentioned that Brandy said on a podcast she is using the gimmick from WWE, but Kong left before they could do it. That's why Karma was popping the heads from the dolls in WWE promos. So we definitely I have did, dolls involved. I did say this on our pay-per-view after show. Go ahead and check that out. Um, yeah. Um, that could be a possibility. I see dolls in our future, guys. Mm-hmm. Dolls everywhere. <laughs> this is, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really know how to feel about this. If you, okay, let's say we could control this somehow. Let's say we're the voodoo masters. Who would be your women's uh, title? Who would be your, let's say, Cody versus Chris Jericho of the women's division? Who would you have go head to head? I feel like uh, Riho, I mean, we said this on um, Full Gear's podcast. I I feel like Riho is in for a rude awakening. So, but I kind of want to see that. I want to see some pain in the ring. (laughs) I want to see Rio in pain. So I, I would ideally really like to see Awesome Kong focus on Riho. I think that would be enjoyable. Yeah, but would it be too soon? That is There's, the it's, question. It's never too soon for pain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, never too, do you hear Roger? It's never too soon I for pain. I came with a purpose today. <laughs> so you're thinking it's a little too soon for Riho. Maybe somebody is better suited. Yeah, I mean, I see Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong. Okay. You know, I see Awesome Kong and Allie because they have that history prior to AEW. So right now, for me, it's it's a little tough. What's the chat thinking? I, I feel like the chat... I, I think the doll, the doll um, theory seems to be the, per, yeah, the yeah. pervasive thing yeah. around here. But again, I, I don't think anyone has like an actual uh, theory as to where this goes. And so hopefully, again, I don't want to see Awesome Kong collect hair for a year. You know, like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. ideal. We got to wrap this up. We got to get it moving. <laughs> At least get some other body parts. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> start chopping some arms, why don't you? I want some nails. I do wonder if once they collect all the women's hair, are they going to collect their own hair? We'll have to stay tuned on that one. We're going we're gonna, to, like, fold a dog ear on that note. Okay. 
So, I mean, just like not really a match related, but we did learn something new tonight in terms of the Battle Royale. There are now rings yeah. on the table. I don't have a ring, but I did that anyway. Roger has a ring. I have a ring. <laughs> Happily married man here. <laughs> what do you what do we think about this? Rings. This is something different. Yeah, it's something that I've never seen before in wrestling and I'm pretty excited. I wonder who the competitors are, and I'm I'm pretty sure for are we gonna get brackets? You know, but it's a royale, so no. But <laughs> you know, I'm pretty excited. We're gonna get to see that next week. There's a lot. But I, bra- but I hope they sell the rings on AEW shop. <laughs> That's a main thing. Yeah, would you be into that? Like a, a replica version? Yeah. Hey AEW. I mean. Listen, give the people what they want. We suggested the third place medals last week, and I've yet to see those go on Hello? sale. Yeah. Like, step what it up. are you doing? <laughs> Merch department? Are you not listening to everywhere we say? <laughs> I'm a little disappointed here. Um, yeah, so that's fun. That's a little something different. Someone, Dang MQ is saying, I, I think the rings will be AEW's money in the bank. So mm. it might be a nice way for them to, again, show their status. On the, at, on the company yeah. as, in terms of, like, where they rank. Yeah, I mean, it's always, like, I, I think it's super cool if I'm ever, you know, out in public and I happen to run into a football player, a former football player wearing like, a Super Bowl yeah, ring. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, that's very eye-catching, and it lets you know that they're the real deal right away. And that's definitely a Tony Khan idea since he owns the Jaguar. Oh, oh it all makes sense now. Since they can't, yeah, Since they can't win the Super Bowl, they'll do this. Do you think <laughs> oh. it could be a possible thing um, <laughs> that they could use the ring as, like, a mid-card? title type of thing so think about it this way the person who possesses the ring is the one that all the other mid carters like covet over so think about it like more or less like a exactly like a lord of the rings type thing like people just turning into smeagles and just trying to get this is great this is great there's so many theories going on tonight i love it they're gonna take our ideas and that's okay (laughs) take our storylines and run with it if the dark order gets a hold of it maybe the ring could get powers there's a lot that we could do here Maybe they'll let, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I, I might, the wheels are turning here. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> All right, guys, before we get a little too carried away, let's do some reporting from the runway. I'm going to introduce my own oh, segment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. We're here to do a little reporting from the runway. I'm going to do our best dress of the evening, starting off with the heel of the century, MJF. Don't hate me, guys. I had to I had to admire the purple suit tonight. I felt like this was a really strong look. It was a tough look, and he had to come out looking his absolute best because people were ready to hate on him for any reason at all. You know, if you're the most hated guy in the room, you kind of have to be the most, you know, the best dressed. You kind of need a purple suit, right? You, you, like, <laughs> and you got to be a pretty confident guy to yeah. rock a purple suit. I yeah. don't know many people that would go that way. So yeah, I had to give him a little a little shout out for for the purple suit. Although the scarf, do we think the scarf is going to become his signature? I, I I dig the scarf, and I actually think it contrasts the purple very nicely. When I, I worked in DC for a while, and I had like my black suit, my gray suit, so, you know your typical colors, yeah. purple suit style like that. Was that was that ever in your color? Wheel? It wasn't, but now I'm regretting <laughs> it. Like that's beautiful. What do you think, Anissa? Did this did this look do it, do it for you? Wow, I'm stuttering. Yeah, I mean the scarf has always been MJF's thing um, since he's 
for a few years <laughs> since now. he was a baby. He came out with a scarf, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a rare disease. Um, <laughs> moving on, I also I'm just really into the bad guys tonight. I guess they were really serving it up tonight. Miss Brandy Rose, I thought she looked really classic. Uh, classic bad girl, you know? Yeah. There was, like, a almost Corella DeVille kind of vibe going on. I loved everything about it. It was really evil-looking, but it was also really sexy. Like, she looks amazing. What did you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I like this new look for Brandy. I feel like this is something we've never seen Brandy before. Um, we've seen her in different types of ring attire, but I think this one um, is is beyond gorgeous. There's um, some... Shout out to whoever uh, made that. Yeah, I believe devious... she st- shouted out the designer on the Instagram. So if you guys are interested, oh, nice. you can check out her Instagram for some more photos. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're having some devious clothing schemes around here. Yeah, like... she actually, uh, I believe when she came down the runway too, she had a cape. She kind yeah. of had like a yeah. full-on cape look. And I believe there's another shot of that on her Instagram that you can go check out as well. She really came in hot, I guess we could say. Well, without any further is it ado? Yeah. Without any further ado. We gotta do. Uh, we, got, we gotta do it. <laughs> Let's get some news yeah. from Anissa. Yes, we have some news. Alright, Brandy Rhodes posted online today uh, of her and Awesome Kong kind of giving us the preview um, you know, attire I love it, I love it and pretty much what she said was um, on her Instagram pretty much watch yourself and we're gonna pull your wigs out and that's what they've been doing lately they've been, you know, chopping off doing exactly that exactly <laughs> that and oh and then now we have a more of a full look of Brandy's outfit as well yes. with the cape included exactly and that's what's going on I mean we talked about it and let's see how many more wigs they're going to be pulling I mean <laughs> who knows Chris Jericho could be next oh Ooh. we'll pull it <laughs> would th- that would be a twist <laughs> we do not discriminate genders here grabbing <laughs> all hair we will you never, cut anyone <laughs> you never know and some fun news we have Tony Kong the CEO, Tony Khan, the CEO of AEW and the Jackson Jaguars, as we all know and love. Um, after the pay-per-view <laughs> Saturday, he did a fun press conference. And, of course, he had mentioned AEW plans to run four events with one taking place each quarter. So we will get Double or Nothing 2, which will be in Las Vegas. We also will get full gear Um and we'll also get uh, All Out, and that will be in Chicago this coming year. And he's focusing on the main uh, weekends, like Memorial Day, Labor Day, all that fun stuff. So Good uh, weekends. Good weekends yeah. for everybody. There's something to do for everyone. Yeah. And um, hopefully he's able to keep Double or Nothing in Vegas, All Out in Chicago, and maybe Full Gear in Jacksonville, Florida. That would be really, really uh, fun. So everyone can just go to one place instead of trying to plan out other cities and thinking, make it a little more consistent. <laughs> that, but easier so everyone knows how much they need to spend in that same exact city every mm-hmm. time they go instead of hey, it's an economical be... guy. <laughs> just saying. Thank you, Tony. But the people's <laughs> champion. Your news of this week. Oh. Guys, there's still so much. There's yeah. still so many matches. I know we usually kind of. You know, he- what's the word I'm looking for? Wrap it up at this time. But I still have a lot I want to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Can we talk about 
real quick before we dive into elite of the week and all that other stuff let's talk about inner circle versus scu how do you feel oh oh wait to get i get too eager (laughs) i get way too eager i don't even take some time to boogie all right roger what do you feel about these three on three I was still boogieing. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I'm I cut sorry. into your boogie time? <laughs> you cut into my boogie. <laughs> Give it one more. One oh, more little. Oh. oh. Okay, you're good uh, okay, now? That, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, what'd you think? I, I think the inner circle, I mean, we don't have Jack here, so I feel like we need his. His inner circle energy? Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't have the same inner circle energy. I'm not going to bow down to Chris Jericho. It, it, Sorry. It, it, it's hard. I feel like usually I hold in my comments because we have a member. It's so much easier to make fun of Jack, yeah, right? Yeah. I know. I've been missing my Jack insults, too. But I, We can I, insult him in the chat. There yeah. you go. Do it, guys. Do it. <laughs> Hit him where it hurts. Moving on. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think the inner circle is the inner circle. Like, I, I, I think, again, going back to MJF, I, I feel like everyone, we saw who everyone is today. And I think the inner circle is who they are. I think we saw more of that today. And I don't, I'm not surprised by anything I'm seeing. Do you think that SCU really knows who they are? Do you think they have as much of an established identity in AEW as the inner circle, Anissa? Uh, yes, uh, SCU has been a tag team uh, for years. Mm-hmm. And when I mean years, I mean years. And um, they they know what they're doing. You got Christopher Daniels, who's uh, a legend in pro wrestling, you know, has the best knowledge. He's in his, I don't even, like, He's, well, he's not super old, but, I mean, he's... <laughs> he's been doing his thing. He's been doing this for a very long time. So, as uh, Frankie Kazeri, I mean, Frankie Kazeri started in the business in the early 2000s, and Scorpio Sky started, you know. So, they know what they're doing. And I feel that Inner Circle, they need to be very grateful on who their leader is. Oh. Because... You hear that, Jack? That guy... <laughs> Those are fighting words. Chris Jericho is the best guy to work with and be partners with because he has that amazing knowledge in his head. And he knows how to work a crowd. Do you think Chris Jericho is kind of putting the team on his back? I know. I was going to say, the question is, he has all this knowledge, but is he going to pass it on? Because he is putting the whole thing on his back. Do you feel like the rest of the inner circle pulls their weight? Could the inner circle, let's say this, could they survive without (laughs) Jericho? No. Do you think the, Jericho is the inner circle? Yeah, Jericho. They need Chris Jericho. Yeah. Let's put it. I mean, in my opinion, yes, because. But do you it, think SCU has that same quality where they need one or do you think they function as more of a group? No, they, they function more as just three of them. They don't need anybody else. I think they're an actual true inner circle. Mm-hmm. I think Jericho's yeah. group. Yeah, yeah. Jericho's they're more the of a real inner circle. Yeah. Jericho's kind of like a rumbus. Like, like he has a different shape. Than a all rumbus. The... <laughs> I had to take a second. I'm like, is he talking about like the geometrical shape? Yeah, of a yeah. I, it's not a true circle because you take. <laughs> if you take... he just took me back to like I'm seventh sorry. grade geometry for if... a second, I was like, whoa. If you take that a slice rhombus. out of the circle, it's not a circle anymore. I don't know what it is. So, <laughs> so there a pizza slice. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> we're getting really geometrical here, and it's like making my brain hurt. Yeah, and we haven't even discussed Pentagon. You know, there's That's a lot a whole again. Other discussion for <laughs> another a, day. Yeah, but you know, in terms of that, I truly, I, I do think SEU is more balanced. Uh, they're, they're, when I say they're a circle, I think they they make themselves come together, and it actually comes together in a nice 
you know, circle. Whereas, like, the inner circle, I feel... Uh, I'm saying circle a lot. Whereas, like, I feel... <laughs> where I feel like the inner circle, if you take out Jerrica, or even if you take out Jake Hager, if you take out some people, I think they start falling apart. And I don't think they... It, it's a very dynamic group, but it's still a sensitive group. So they could crumble at any moment. At any moment. And then we have to remember, they are fresh. So... Yeah. Give them time versus yeah. SCU, you know, who are yeah. seasoned veterans. <laughs> All right, guys. I, I want to talk about maybe like one or two more matches if we have the time. This one, in my opinion, is getting a little tired, but let's talk about <laughs> Hangman versus Pac. 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 Eh. I'll call him Pac. What do we think? I mean, we discussed it backstage. Um, <laughs> why? <laughs> You know, you know, I am well, new to wrestling, yeah. which I think everybody knows, but I've seen this match three times, <laughs> and I've been watching Welcome wrestling. Welcome to wrestling. <laughs> yeah, which, which is something I'm learning, that this is something that happens in wrestling a lot, that sometimes you'll get these people that just go in the ring again and over and over and over again. Anissa and I were talking about this, yeah. and the fans kind of get a little tired. Do you feel like this match is getting tired? I think I'm the only one that's still excited about this. I, 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 but wouldn't you be a little more excited if there was a different result? <laughs> you know, it's hard to watch someone get their behind kicked week after week. It is. By the same dude. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be lulls in people's careers, and I think that's where creative needs to start to come in. Maybe we could do a tournament, like a best out of seven amongst these guys. Best out of seven? Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you're telling me you want to watch this four more times? Yeah, because at least there's stakes. So, like, you know, maybe throw in a cage match in there. I don't know. Give them more stakes, and that way we could keep upping the ante. I, I think there's passion with these guys. I know we don't discuss them a lot, but... Pac reminds me of Chris Benoit a lot because I feel like he has passion and he he goes hard in the ring. And I I, I think anytime I see a wrestler do that in the ring, I, I, I appreciate it. But I get how it could get tiring. I, I can understand the Chris Benoit thing. And speaking of <laughs> that, happy birthday to Eddie Guerrero. Happy birthday. birthday shout out, Scorpio season. I'm from El Paso, so. So, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to. Sharing random facts about ourselves now. I'm just going to claim it. That's right. Shout out El Paso, Texas. So overall, (laughs) like, does this win make sense? Do you think Pac deserved yet another win versus Hangman? I mean, (laughs) is he just that good? I feel like they just need to come up with a title for them two to fight for. Just get it over with already. Maybe a ring, huh? Ooh. Uh-huh. Oh, so there's that. Maybe they can be the. Could they be the ring contenders? I just spoiled it, guys. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, that's. Could that be a prediction? Maybe. Oh, could yeah. we jump into the. Oh. <laughs> we said you got one more hat. One more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, real quick, just maybe one more match we could talk about. It was in the opening, really quick, just since you're a Moxley fan. Let's okay. touch on Moxley <laughs> versus Nakazawa. Once again, you could have blinked and missed it, right. but I think he packed in some power where it mattered. Yeah, I mean, match was quick, cool, but I liked his promo. Yeah, and <laughs> that's what I look forward to. Yeah, it's like, like, whoa, major major slip up here. Me forgot to mention. Uh oh, Moxley challenged anyone. Anyone, you, I could have you. Been I could have probably ran in the ring. No, he said anyone in AEW. He added a little asterisk, a little fine print. <laughs> a little fine print. But somebody did take him up on it. Uh, Darby Allen, hello. How yeah. do we feel about this matchup, Roger? I feel, oh, 
That's exactly what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. By the way, external shockwave said he's just from El Paso. This is what happens when farmers away. I just start throwing out cities. You know? Like, just want to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> Gotta get this under control. I got, he runs a tight ship. I need to start getting you guys on a schedule here. Back to the wrestling. I'm sorry. No breaks for fun. I'm sorry. Definitely not dancing. Don't get it carried away. Darby. Be careful. Like, I feel like Darby seems excited. He's motivated. But be careful. John Moxley is a dangerous, dangerous man. So is Darby Allen. I know, but... Ooh, and that's coming from a Moxley fan. That is well, true. Well, yeah, I mean, if you've watched Darby Allen in the past, he's done similar stuff that Moxley did, and I, I tweeted saying, I hope Darby is the person he faces, and then, of course, we get to the Darby, and he does, and I'm personally excited because I love Darby Allen. I love his <laughs> style. I can relate. I was an emo kid, too. Emo kids, what's so, up? So, you know, I totally... I'm just excited. I'm yeah. excited because... I feel Moxley can take Darby Allen to the next level and bring him up um, more and pretty pretty much put him over. I'm just nervous Wait, what, what they're going to do. You're right. Like, it Darby is going to get a experience. little hardcore, I think. <laughs> I mean, come on. We've seen Darby Allen uh, face Joey Janela versus, you know, and... Um, He's definitely not scared of anybody. You know, yeah. That's what I like about Darby. He's really confident. I mean, he's already, he's very fresh. This is, his career is still young, and he's already gone up against Chris Jericho. Yeah. You know, and now he's going up against Moxley. He's not afraid of the big guys, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely excited, too. I think that's going to be one to watch. (laughs) And you know what? It's it's getting towards that time. We're about to have to wrap things up. We know Jack, he always does his elite of the week, he does his top five, <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is way too much pressure. Oh. Let's share the elite of the week. Ooh. I thought maybe instead of a top five list, we could all just go around and share our number one elite of the week. Elite uh-huh. of the week. So, Roger, oh, I like this music feels- <laughs> boogie, boogie, uh, uh, we're not interrupting the boogie time, letting it flow. Okay, now I'm gonna like wave it over to Roger. <laughs> Thank you. Who was your elite of the week? You can only pick one. And I you th- gotta tell us why. I don't even want to anymore. I think. <laughs> I don't want to. I think Pac is my elite of the week. Interesting I, choice. I, I know. I know. I, I think you know. As I know, sometimes it might get boring. I know sometimes it might get a little repetitive. The guy's handling his business. That's my elite of the week. Hmm. Anissa, I gotta go for Darby Allen uh, okay. this week. Um, I just been a I'm a fan of Darby Allen. I've had for a long time. Seen him wrestle in my like my, like two feet away, and he's just brings something so different to AEW. And as an emo kid, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> so my Chemical Romance just got back together. Are you freaking out? Yes, they did. Oh, no, yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for our My Chemical Romance podcast that airs on Thursdays. Um, I'm gonna. Say my elite of the week, just to play a little devil's advocate, would be John Moxley. Just because Ooh. he did win a match, he's coming off of a full gear win, a huge full gear win, may I add. And he he stirred the pot a little bit. He got the people excited. He challenged anyone, and Darby happened to take him up on it. So for that reason, he is my that elite. Was your- Elite oh. of the week. Oh. Ooh. He gets the people going, is he what you're saying. gets the people going. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the Will Ferrell voice. Hope somebody got that reference. Okay. Well, guys, 
that's our time. It go, time flies when you're having fun. Am right. I right? Yeah. We are going to outro. Let's outro. Let's outro it. Let's Roger, outro. where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Roger underscore Corral. And on all social media platforms as well, Instagram and Twitter, at Anissa Bark. You can find me, Jessica O'Connor, at J O'Connor with three N's on Twitter, Jessica O'Connor underscore on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We miss you, Jack. See you all next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.